I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's spend some money on something haunted. And when I say let's spend some money, I mean let's you spend some money on something haunted. Don't know what I'm talking about? Well, read the uh, description of this episode. That should tell you what I'm talking about. Or just wait a minute. But first, we have shout-outs. That's right, we have shout-outs going out to... Harvey Woodlawn, let me stop right there and tell you a little bit about Harvey Woodlawn. So I was contacted by Harvey through Gmail. It's paranormalalmanac at gmail.com if you want to chat with me as well. And he asked if I would be interested or that he was interested in writing an interview or doing an interview with me about Paranormal Almanac. So I immediately said yes, it sounded awesome. He seemed cool. I checked him out a little bit. I liked what he was doing. I said yeah, and I got to tell you, I am completely blown away by this interview. He did fantastic work. He was so nice, so generous, frankly, so cool. Uh, So Harvey, first, thank you for the interview. Second, thank you for being a Patreon. I'm going to tell you guys where you can get that article on probably next week's episode. Um, Yeah, next week's episode, the next episode coming up. Actually, I lied. I do have the information right here in front of me, so I'll tell you about it right now. So, you could go to harveywoodlawn.tumblr.com, look for Interview with Kurt Sandvig, a Paranormal Almanac, or I'll have the link on um, on the Facebook page, if it's okay with Harvey, which I think it is, but you can actually buy physical copies of it, and that's what I recommend to everybody. Go out, get a physical copy, support artists, and in my opinion, he is an artist, so support journalism, support art, support what you can. Uh, once again, it's harveywoodlawn.tumblr.com. I'll have the link on Facebook. I'll get a link to how you can buy copies from Harvey. I'll have that all for you on the Facebook page. So check it out there. But again, a fantastic interviewer. Seems like it's going to be a great interview piece, if I do say so myself. I mean, it's about me, so hopefully I like it. But uh, hopefully you guys like it, and I think you will. Okay, with that, let's get on to those shout-outs. So we have shout-outs to Aaron, Amber, Amy, Angie, Autumn, Brody, Seth, Carolyn, Carolyn, Chuck, Dan, Daniel, Dill, Edgar, Aaron, Fabian, Harley, Harvey, hi, Harvey, just talked about you, Heidi, J-Mark, Jay, Jamie, Jason, Jason, Jeff, that's Jason without a Y. The second one is Jason with an I, with a Y, not an I, with a Y. Uh, Jason McCowan, I'm sure I butchered that, and Jason Champion, I think I got that one right. Thank you both. Jeff, Jenny, Jennifer, Jim, Joe, John, Joshua, Juliana, Kelsey, Kenny, Kira, Kyle, Lash, Laura, Laura Ruth O, Lauren, hey Lauren, Lawrence, Lily, hi Lily, Lionel, Madison, Maggie, Michaela, Manning, Martin, Matt, Matt Scott, there's two Matts, Matthew, Megan, Megan, so there's Megan McDaniel and a Megan Rutledge. I'm trying to like make sure that you guys all know your shout-outs. I apologize if I don't do it for everybody. 
Uh, Nanashi, Nick, Pablo, Rosa, Sage, Sarah, Sarah. So we get a Sarah Baker, Sarah Lint. Shelly, Suzanne, Tash, Tosh, sorry. Todd, Travis, Troy, Veronica, and Vincente. Uh, Veronica, I gotta say, you crack me up quite a bit on your posts, uh, on the comments on my posts. So thank you for that. I really do enjoy it. So those are the patrons. If you want to be like them, head on over to patreon.com slash paranormal almanac. They are what is making this show better. If you think the show has gotten better, and fingers crossed, I really hope you guys do, it's all thanks to the patrons. I really hope you guys don't skip this, the non-patrons. I hope you don't skip past this. These people deserve the praise every episode. They are fantastic. I've got episodes coming out for both tier groups, I believe, uh, this week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's this week. I had I recorded one last week. I just got to edit it and get that out. But you got a lot more exclusive content coming to you guys alone. Uh, yesterday, I went out and shipped out some of the stuff, but not all of it, because I, um, I've been having fun here over the last four days. So I was going to actually spend a lot of time and work on a lot of episodes. Hope I was hoping to get out two episodes by today. That didn't happen because the Earth decided to start moving and really start moving about a hundred miles from me, which shouldn't be that big of a deal, but boy howdy did it really rock and roll us, um, especially the one on Friday night. So we had two earthquakes, if you don't know what I'm talking about, we had two earthquakes about a hundred miles from me in California. I didn't like them, I gotta tell you, I didn't like them. These were the first two earthquakes that I've really felt, the Friday one especially. I was out getting sushi with a friend of mine and the sushi bar started rolling. So that's not a good sign. When I came home, I actually had some glasses and some plates that had fallen from next to the sink onto the floor and smashed. So thankfully, that was as bad as the damage was for me. Um, if you're in the area that we're affected, I really hope you're okay. I really hope that you didn't lose everything. It's scary as hell. We're all, you know, in this together. The big one's coming sooner or later. Let's just hope it's later and not sooner. Alrighty. Once again, thank you to the patrons. If you guys want to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. I think I already said that, but if I haven't, there you go. Okay, up next we have Paranormal News. Paranormal News. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Paranormal News. How awesome is that new funky paranormal news uh, bumper music? That is another great one from Buzz Lee. Buzz, thank you again. As you know, I love your work. If you guys want to send me bumper music to use for paranormal news, send it on over to paranormalalmanac at gmail.com. Just let me know it's bumper music. Something under a minute if you can. I would like it to be under a minute. Uh, but I've been loving everything I've been getting so far. So I got to say, that one, Buzz, I dug it. I really do. I call that one the funky paranormal news jingle. So thank you so much. So with that being said, let's actually get to the paranormal news. First up, main couple buys home that inspired the horror movie The Conjuring. And again, if you read the description of this week's episode, you'll see why I added it to this week's episode, even though it just happened, literally, like yesterday. A Mexico couple bought the famously haunted Rhode Island farmhouse that inspired the Conjuring movies, and Corey Heinzen says 
Doors started opening by themselves on day one. We had doors opening, footsteps and knocks. I've had a hard time staying there by myself. I don't have the feeling of anything evil, but it's very busy. You can tell there's a lot of things going on in this house. So in the 70s, the Perron family, P-E-R-R-O-N family, Perron, I don't, I don't remember how they say it, with, uh, they, well, they lived there with five daughters and they lived in this Harrisville house. It was built in 1736 and frankly, it looks like it was built that long ago. Whatever lived there with them, they claimed was playful at first, but then it started becoming more and more sinister, more dark, physical attacks, mystery illnesses, and that promised an investigation by Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, and that's inspired the movie The Conjuring. So, this guy that bought it now said, I've always been fascinated with the Warrens. It's just like a piece of paranormal history, this house. They hope to fix it up, preserve it, and tell its history, and open it up to visitors and investigators later this year. Now I'm interested. Now I'm really interested. I gotta say, that I would really love to do. I would love to go out and check out this house. The whole journey has been both scary, for many reasons other than paranormal, and exciting all at once, said Jennifer, his wife. I love that we have the opportunity to share the home with others. Now, it's been an unofficial attraction uh, from uh, Norma Sutcliffe. That's who they bought the house from. Uh, but she actually sued Warner Brothers in 2015 because of all the trespassing and curiosity seekers after the movie's release. You know, sorry. But this guy, Corey, this, the guy that owns the house now, has been a paranormal investigator for about 10 years. So this guy knows what he's talking about. Seems like he's going to be like a really cool owner of this house and open it up for the rest of us so we can go and check out this house. And like I said, Corey, if you're listening, I would love, absolutely love to visit your house. Okay, up next, woman who died for 27 minutes. That's right, dead for 27 minutes, writes chilling note after she's resuscitated. An Arizona woman who died for a total of 27 minutes asked for a notepad after she was resuscitated to share an urgent mes message, urgent message, about the afterlife. Maddie Johnson took to Instagram last month to share photos of her new tattoo modeled off a note written by her aunt, Tina Hines, who suffered a massive heart attack in February of 2018. Her story is too real not to share and has given me a stronger confidence in a faith that so often goes unseen. So Hines was getting ready to go for a hike with her husband, Brian, last year when suddenly she collapsed. Her eyes didn't close. They were rolled back in her head. She was purple and not making any noise or breathing, said her husband, Brian. Now, he was successfully able to resuscitate his wife before the paramedics arrived, but she coded multiple times on the way to a local hospital where she had to be intubated. We ended up shocking her three times on scene and two on route. The Phoenix firefighter who said this said, I've never shocked anyone five times. Now, the mom of four woke up, immediately gestured for a pen and piece of paper, with which she scribbled down, it's real. Later, when she was asked what her note meant, she said, she pointed up, actually right then, they asked her, what are you talking about? She pointed up to heaven with tears in her eyes, according to her, according to her niece. It was so real, the colors were so vibrant. She said that she saw Jesus standing in front of black gates with a bright yellow glow behind them. So, if you're wondering what's going on in the afterlife, here's a woman who was dead for 27 minutes who came back to talk about heaven. 
Believe what you want, but this woman swears that it was true. Alrighty, next up, Umau is back. Well, not back, but it's back in the news. So scientists regret to inform you that Umau that mystery space object, is probably not aliens. Probably. So this first object, as you know, if you don't know what it was, you know, look it up. At this point, I've, I've talked about it so many times. This cigar-shaped rock-like object that went through our galaxy, but sped up on the way out, which is very weird to me. Uh, uh, in October of 2017, they said that the cigar-shaped object named Umaumau was natural. It did not originate from an alien civilization. Now, this is a paper published in the journal Nature Astronomy, where 14 scientists, including Knight, wrote that they found, quote, no compelling evidence to favor an alien explanation for Umaumau. It's apparently pronounced Umu, Omua, Mua, but I like Umaumau better, so Omua, Mua. Now, it roughly translates to messenger from afar, as like I, like I just said a minute ago, the odd thing is they don't know how it moved through. It didn't have any, uh, it didn't have an ice trail behind it. It was nothing that was, no gas trail, no gas tail, nothing that was seemingly moving this thing through our, our universe, our, through our galaxy. And it sped up on the way out. So there's still something really, really weird about this thing. I don't, I doubt this will be the last we ever hear about Umamao, Umuamoa. Alrighty, and lastly in paranormal news, Vanilla Ice goes to Haunted Museum and claims that a ghost touched him. That's right, Vanilla Ice went to Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum, but said a ghost touched him. Now, the museum is in Las Vegas, and while he was in this, he was with a group of people, they were sitting in the Odd Fellows room, which contains two genuine human skeletons, Ice jumped out of his seat in fear. They say he was clearly disturbed, looking around the room and, move, and moving further and further away from the chair in which he was seated while grabbing at his neck. He then said, I'm skeptical too. And I asked her four times throughout the exhibit, did you blow on my neck? It wasn't a little blow. It was real heavy, like a, and he makes this huge blowing noise. And it was freezing cold. I looked up. I didn't see anything like fancy Disney stuff, whatever that means. And he said, did you blow on my neck? He said, I will never go back in that room. Apparently, he's not the first rapper to have an encounter at the Vegas Museum. Post Malone visited and presented and was present when Baggins removed his Dybbuk box. Dybbuk box? I think it's Dybbuk box. I'm going to look it up real quick because I hate saying that wrong. Sorry. Let me look up something real quick. Well, that didn't help me at all. Dybbuk. 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 All right. Dybbuk box. All right. So it's a Dybbuk box. Anyhow, so... It goes on to say that Post Malone was present when Zach Baggins removed his Dybbuk box, known as, quote, the world's most haunted object, from its case for the very first time. Shortly afterward, Post had a series of, quote, unfortunate events, which included being on a plane that had to make an emergency landing and was part of an armed robbery. So, apparently, if you're a rapper, or if you think you're a rapper, you know, go to this Zach Baggins museum in, in Las Vegas, the Haunted Museum, and weird crap will happen to you. All right, with that, let's get on to the topic at hand. Oh, no, wait, I take that back. I do have one more thing. Speaking of haunted houses, the Omen House. If you don't know what the Omen House is, you got to listen to that episode when I talked to David Omen. It's 
the site of the Sharon Tate murder. Look it up. Listen to that episode. Anyhow, he's doing two more paranormal investigations coming up soon. So check out theomanhouse.com for more information. That's T-H-E-O-M-A-N house.com for more information. They're paranormal investigations. I think the next one is a paranormal investigation and what is it? And like uh, barbecue chicken or something. It's like a barbecue. That's what it is. So you got a lot of funky stuff going on in a paranormal house. You get to have, you get to have a barbecue and then you get to do a paranormal investigation. So it's actually very cool. He usually has psychics on hand. He's got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I can't guarantee that you'll see something, but from what I know, chances are you're going to see or hear something weird. All right. So you say you like ghosts. You say you love haunted houses, but would you live in one? And I mean full-time, 24-7, not just spend a night. Would you buy a house knowing that it's haunted? Now, I know some of you already do live in a haunted house, but I don't know anyone that lives in a haunted house on purpose. Like, you found the haunted house you've always wanted, so you just had to move in. I don't know anybody that's done it that route. Well, depending on your bank account, all of that could change with this episode because I'm going to tell you about some haunted houses that are for sale right now. That's right, real houses with real hauntings, supposedly, and they're really for sale. And for those listeners that already have a house but still want to buy one, anyone that buys me one or more of these haunted houses to live in will have full access to all the Patreon and get to do an episode with me. Yeah, that seems fair, right? I mean, some of these houses are only half a million dollars. Plus, I'll let you stay in a guest room and do a paranormal investigation at that house with me. How great is that? So if you got an extra mill lying around and you want to buy me a house, here's a listing. Here's a bunch of listings, actually. All right. Fun time over for just a second. It's disclaimer time. These are real private houses that are for sale. I'm going to give you the actual addresses, but... If you want to visit them, please only go on open house dates and not just go to the house to investigate any old time. Don't just listen to this episode and go, hey, that house is like a half hour for me. I think I'm just going to go there right now. No, please don't bother the residents. Real people live in these. Let's be respectful. All right. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get to the first house on this list. It's called the Priestley House in Canton, Mississippi. Now, it's located at 138 East Fulton Street in Canton, Mississippi. It's for sale for $938,000. Now, it was built by Dr. James Priestley in 1852. The doctor and his wife died in the early 1900s in the house during an epidemic of yellow fever. This four-bedroom, four-bath, one-ghost house has the following stuff happen there. A piano plays by itself. So if you like music, but you don't know how to play the piano, this might be the house for you. Candles fly out of their candlestick holders. I don't know how to make that one. You know, if you if you like magic or bad magic and you like piano, this might be the house for you. The most recent owners have reported paranormal activity occurring in the house and have reported spotting the ghost of Susan Priestley in the bedroom where she died. 
Apparently, others in the neighborhood are said to have seen her spooky figure in the windows as well. So you get a nice house with a lot of history, and you get some paranormal activity. So far, not too bad. Obviously, don't light the candles because they're going to get flung out of candlestick holders, but piano, that's not too bad. Alrighty, next up is the Wyckoff, Wyckoff Villa on Carlton Island in Cape Vincent, New York. I gotta tell you right off the bat, this place looks amazing. But, it also looks like it's gonna cost you ten times what it's worth to fix it up. But I really do hope that somebody fixes this one up. Now the address is Lot 1, Carlton Island. That's right, you're not only buying a house, you're buying an island in New York, in Cape Vincent, New York. Cape Vincent, New York, 13618, Lot 1, Carlton Island. Now, this one was built in 1894 by the Remington typewriter magnet, rich guy, I don't know what you call him, William O. Wyckoff. Wyckoff. Don't know, don't care. Now, apparently, William died of a heart attack on the very first night he stayed in the home. So, already bad mojo at this house, as far as I'm concerned. Now, his son then sold it to General Electric in the 1930s with their hopes that they would build a new power plant there. But, that never happened because of World War II. They had to divert all of their money, you know, to fight the Nazis for the war. So, the home has been empty for more than 60 years. And trust me when I say it looks like the set of a scary movie. It's got a 6.9-acre waterfront house but it's completely gutted, and it's been left to the elements for almost a century. It's on sale for $495,000, but it's completely, like, there's no glass in the windows, there's no doors. You can see through this house, but it's beautiful. Now, since no one lives there, the ghost sightings have all been from people urban exploring at night or when they're not allowed to, and could easily be because of the fact that the house is nearly falling down. But what they've said, they said they hear footsteps coming from floors that aren't even there anymore and see figures in the, quote, windows. I, I say, quote, windows because they don't have any glass in them and I don't know what to call them. But if you got the money and you got, like I said, at least triple the money that it cost us, you know, you got... It's 500 grand to buy this house. It's going to take at least a million dollars to really redo this house. But if someone was to redo this house and redo it right, you would have a gorgeous, gorgeous mansion on your own private island in New York. Okay, here's a fun fact. I thought I hit pause because I was checking on some food that I was making. Apparently I hit stop. So when I came back from checking on the food and hit unpause... It didn't do anything, so I just recorded, or didn't record, the rest of this entire episode. I did it for just Stitch, apparently, so Stitch really seemed to like what's coming up, so hopefully you guys will too. So let's get right back into it. Boy, that sucks. You guys really would have liked it. It was a good episode. Alrighty, so where we left off... I left off with uh, the very cool house on the island that was really neat... So, up next we have Pillars Estate, located at 13800 County House Road in West Albion, I guess, New York, A-L-B-I-O-N, New York. Alright, now this house was built in the early 1800s. It has six bedrooms, three full baths, three half baths, five gas fireplaces, numerous chandeliers, 
a parlor, library, formal dining room, hardwood floors, and ghosts. That's right. They hear children's voices. They've been heard throughout the house. There's the sound of one piano key being played repeatedly. So either that ghost is really untalented or, in my opinion, that ghost is just a dick. Because I can't think of any song where someone could play one piano key and it wouldn't be annoying and it would make me think of a song. It would only be annoying any time, day or night. So that ghost is just an asshole. Uh, also, they hear footsteps. They're heard throughout the house. Plus, you might spot a woman in white gliding off of the ground around the lot. Only $450,000 gets you this house. All right, the next house on this episode... Hold on, I want to make sure I'm actually recording so I don't do this again. Yes, I am. Okay. So the next house on this episode is located at 274 Charming Forge Road. And that's in... Wommelsdorf, Pennsylvania. W-O-M-E-L-S-D-O-R-F. Wommelsdorf, Pennsylvania. Now, it's a seven-bedroom, five-bathroom house called the Charming Forge, Charming Forge House, and it has two ghosts. Now, it's priced at $825,000. One wing of the house was built in 1749. Now, the rest of the house was added over time, you know, in the following decades. A little bit here, a little bit here, over the following decades. Local legend has that a young man was tragically doomed to die in the house. Take this all with a grain of salt. He was allegedly riding his horse to the mansion to meet his lover who lived there. Now, she was looking out the window, waiting for him. As he neared the house, he looked up. He saw her look like peering out through the window. So he stood up on his stirrups to speed up the horse to kind of be like, you know, a hot shot speeding up the horse. Instead, it spooked the horse and he was allegedly thrown to his death on the steps of the mansion. So, you know, trying to show off for his girl, the horse spooked, reared up, and then thrown to the steps of the mansion and died. So apparently he still haunts the house looking for her, and she still haunts the house waiting for him. Now, there's a possible third ghost of an angry man who slams doors throughout the house. But who's to say it's not that guy that died trying to show off on a horse? And now he's just pissed off for eternity because he looked stupid. He was right there. He could see her. All he had to do was sit down on the horse, ride like a normal guy. He would have been fine and he could have gone off and, you know, banged his bride or whatever he wanted to do. Now, if that's not enough ghosts for you, there is a rumor, just that, just a rumor, so again, grain of salt time, that this house itself was actually built on Native American burial grounds. So, I'm going to mark this house as a hell no buy from me. Do not buy this house. As you know, nothing good ever happened on a place that was built on Native American burial grounds. That's the, that's the whole point of poltergeist, wasn't it? I think it was. Wasn't it an Indian burial ground? Then they put a cemetery on it. Then they... I think that was the whole point of it. Anyhow, nothing good has ever happened... Sorry, Stitchy, okay? Nothing good has ever happened from an Indian burial ground house. Plus, an idiot that can't ride a horse. Alrighty, from there, let's move on to Leechburg, Pennsylvania. 
858 Lover's Leap Road in Leechburg, Pennsylvania, where for only $169,900, you can get a four bedroom, one and a half bath, two ghost farmhouse. Now the host, the host, the house was once part of a 102 acre farm, but it's been, you know, it's been split off since then. But whoever buys it will have the rights to gas wells that were drilled on the property. So you got that going for you. The only problem, if you want to call it a problem, is that the home listing indicates that a ghost or two may roam its historic halls. Unfortunately, that's all the info I could get from the listing about the important stuff, the ghosts. So, not much more to say about that one. $170,000, roll the dice, see what you get on a four-bedroom, two-ghost farmhouse. But the owners themselves say that a ghost or two still roam its, quote, historic halls. Alrighty, so let's move on to 744 Piat Road, P-I-A-T Road. And that's in Youngsville, Louisiana, where you can get a three-bedroom, three-bath, multiple ghost listing for only $630,000. So per square footage, this house has the most ghost per square footage. Footsteps are heard throughout this house, especially in the middle of the night. So if you like nothing more than to be in a deep sleep and then hear disembodied footsteps, boy, do I have a house for you. Now you got that, plus shadows are seen all over the five-acre lot. So you got lots of room to go play, I don't know, hide-and-seek with shadow people. Oh, and did I mention that this one comes with a two-story pigeoner? That's right, a two-story pigeoner with a spiral staircase. So if walking up a lot of stairs to see pigeons while hearing disembodied footsteps and seeing shadow people is the thing that you're looking for, then look no further. Okay, so this next one does not have a two-story pigeoner, but it's located at 202525 Highway 101 in Beaver, Washington, where for only $470,000, that's right, $470,000, you get a four-bedroom, four-bath, whole lot of ghost house. Oh, crap. This one actually has more ghosts per square footage. Sorry to that other one. That one had more acreage per ghost. This one has more ghosts per square footage. All right, now this house wasn't always a regular home because from 1937, when it was built, until 1967, it served as the gymnasium for the Beaver School. Now the school was supposedly built on top of a 13-grave cemetery that locals call the Tragedy Cemetery. I'm gonna guess that there's a reason behind that. And I'm right, because the local legend says that no one buried at this cemetery died of natural causes. All right, so you got a really old, well, for America anyway, you got a really old house that was built on a cemetery. So what's been seen here? Well, we got shadows, footsteps, voices, and more. If you do buy the house, just be careful where you dig for your new swimming pool. Because, you know, again, poltergeist. There was a cemetery there, but I gotta say, this house is beautiful. I looked at the listing, looked at the listing of all these. There's some really gorgeous houses, but this house is beautiful. It's been completely redone, so chances are they dug up the bodies anyway, so why not live on a place that they built over a cemetery? 
What's the harm? Well, besides the whole lot of ghosts. Alrighty. On to... And again, I'm checking to make sure I'm recording, because I never want to do that again. On to 405 North Mayflower Road, Lake Forest, Illinois. Now, this is one that you can totally buy for me. Because for a mere, a paltry $8.95 million dollars... So if you got, you know, money laying around, if you got $9 million laying around, well, actually, I'm not going to be able to afford taxes. So if you got $9 million laying around, plus you want to pay taxes for the next, let's just say 20 years. I probably don't got a lot left in me. So we'll say 20 years in me. For $9 million plus taxes for 20 years, you could buy me a 10-bedroom, 11-and-a-half-bath, 5-acre waterfront property, with only two ghosts. Look, the place is huge. Chances of seeing the ghost are pretty slim and none. There's a good chance they'll be on the whole other side of the house in that five acres, that 10 bedrooms. Maybe it's in two of the bedrooms that I just never go into. I just say, hey, those are yours. They'll be like roommates. They'll be like crappy roommates that, you know, like these shitty roommates that you have where you never really see them. They're just a pain in the ass. That's what this place would be like. It was built in 1917, right on the shores of Lake Michigan, and it was built for newlyweds Laura and Charles Schwepp. Now, Schwepp as in the soda company? I don't know. Didn't care to look up. Didn't, didn't even look it up. Don't care. Uh, but anyhow, it was given to them by Laura's dad. Now, apparently, it's also known as Mayflower Place. Why? Don't know. It didn't say. But according to the Zillow uh, listing itself, this house even hosted royalty on a fairly regular basis. And I'm, I got to tell you, this place, it looks like Wayne Manor from Batman. And I love it. All right, but anyhow, back to the Schweppes. So 20 years after they marry, Laura dies unexpected, unexpectedly of a heart attack. Now she wills the house to her kids and almost the entire fortune to the kids and not her husband. The kids get millions of dollars the husband got $200,000. Now, this seemed to piss off the husband, Charles, who four years later committed suicide in the upstairs bedroom, and he left a bizarre note for the kids. All the note said was, I've been awake all night. It's terrible. Okay, so we got two dead Schweppes that died in the house, but they aren't the only ghosts that are seen here. There's a couple of stories. Again, I can't confirm them, but here they are nonetheless. One night, the caretaker was walking around the house, making sure everything was locked up and in good condition when he saw a man in the backyard of the house. When the caretaker went over to the man, he was asked how the house was doing by the man. Now, the caretaker said, the house is good, everything's in good condition, and then boom, he turns around, man's gone. He says he never saw the man again, but swears that it was Mr. Schwepp whom he was talking to. Now, obviously, this was after Mr. Schwepp died, or this story wouldn't be nearly as good. Uh, the other tale is the ghost of a young woman who apparently was murdered nearby. They're saying that she was probably murdered on one of the five acres. But anyhow, so she was murdered nearby. She's seen on the estate grounds fairly often. Now you got the usual footsteps, bumps, unexplained noises, and other things are heard here too. What other things? Don't know. But, again, it seems to me, if you keep the house in good condition... Every now and then, you're going to see Mr. Schwepp, and he's going to say, hey, how's the house? And then you say, house is looking good, and then he disappears. 
and then you see some murdered girl on the grounds. Not my, you know, favorite thing to witness, but not the worst and all, you know, it's not too, too bad. So again, $8.95 million plus taxes every year. And, you know, you got a house that you can come and visit anytime you want. We'll do a paranormal investigation there. Alrighty, from there, let's go down to Silver City, New Mexico. At 315 North Pino Alto, Pinos, Pinos, Pinos Altos Street in Silver City, New Mexico, for a measly, especially compared to that last one, for a measly $351,500, you get a five-bedroom, three-bath, and at least one ghost house. Now, this place is old, again, for America. It was built in 1890 when the town started booming from nearby silver mines, hence the name Silver City. Now, I can't find any specific stories, but it's rumored that the ghost of settlers Stefan and Susanna Uli can be seen and heard walking the halls of their former home. And that's U-H-L-I. Apparently, this house is called the Uli House or Uli Mansion or something to that effect. And the Ulis are still seen here to this day. So they're hanging around for quite a while. I was kind of bummed. I really thought that one, being in a silver mine house, you know, town and from the 1890s, I really was hoping for like some cowboy ghosts or prostitute ghosts or something, something old westish. But apparently it's just the Uli's just still hanging around. All right, he's still recording. The next one is at 7915 Jackson Springs Road. Now this one's in Tampa, Florida for only... $22,250,000. Now, that doesn't sound right. Is that really the price? Let's check that. No. Haha. For only $222,250. And I gotta say, that's an oddly specific price. $222,250. You get a three-bedroom, two-bath, one-ghost house. Just one. Now, on the listing on Zillow.com, it does say, I moved out because it might be haunted. A woman named Joan Bates may be involved with that. Mirror shattering, etc. First of all, mirror shattering and then etc. does not help me. What is that etc.? What comes after mirror, shatter mirror shattering? Is it mirror shattering, blood on the walls that say you're all going to die? What is the etc. part? One. Two. Who in the hell is Joan Bates? Why did you randomly throw that out? It might be haunted by a woman named Joan Bates, and she's awesome shattering mirrors. Sadly, um, oh, sadly, I just, uh, well, since I wrote this, since I started writing this episode, sadly, this one was removed from Zillow, but it hasn't sold. So, if this is what you're looking for, just keep watching and then you can figure out who the hell Joan Bates is and why she hates mirrors so much. Just keep an eye on this listing. I guarantee it'll be back. 7915 Jackson Spring Road. Jackson Springs Road. $222,250. Again, weird number, weird story, everything about it. Alrighty, onwards to Salome, Arizona. Or Salami? I don't know. S-A-L-O-M-E. Arizona. We're at 66800 West Hall Street, Unit 001B, is a plot of land. No houses included, but it does include two ghosts. Now here's something again directly from the listing. 
Just leave the two old grave sites alone and the free ghost will leave you alone, says the seller. I've owned the property for about 10 years and they have not bothered me at all. Or they've not bothered me yet. So there's two graves that are marked and they're Mary Bedford and F.W. Jacobs. They died in 1915 and 1922 respectively. Respectively? Respectively. But supposedly there are a lot of unmarked graves on this plot of land. So again, be careful where you dig your house or you dig your pool or dig your septic tank. You know, there's a lot of crap going on. But I will say this. I, I like this guy. Just leave the two old grave sites alone and they will leave you alone. Then he says, they have not bothered me yet. Does that mean he's seen them, but he's not bothered by it? Does that mean he hasn't seen them? In which case, how do you know there's two ghosts? Yeah, you got two headstones on this huge plot of land. That doesn't necessarily mean ghosts. This guy sounds like he's seen the ghosts, but they just don't bother him. He doesn't bother them, they don't bother him. I mean, that's the way to live life. Oh, how much is it? That's a great question. Let's see. Why did I not have that listed on this listing? $94,000. You get 23 and a half acres. Again, 23 and a half acres of nothing but desert and dirt on a road, and then two gravestones. Really old looking gravestones. Okay, next up is 1447 Constant Street. And that's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, this is another one that is sold since I started writing this episode. Well, I guess this is the first one that's sold since I started writing this episode. But it was built in 1868. It sold for $950,000, has three beds, three baths, and two ghosts. It says that in 1868, Adam Griffin bought, built, and then promptly abandoned this house after only a couple of months. The story goes that Union troops during the Civil War took over the house um, to store their ammunitions and the barracks. Now, supposedly, two Confederate soldiers disguised as Union soldiers were caught looting nearby houses and were captured. They were held in the Adam Griffin house where they awaited trial, but were either killed by two guards or somehow got a couple of guns from the guards and killed each other in a suicide pact. Now, these two ghosts can still be seen to this day. So if you want to see a couple of Confederate soldier ghosts that may have killed each other in a suicide pact, that is the place for you. I mean, it's got everything. The next one, the final one, I should say, was taken off the market without a buyer, but it's expected to be for sale soon again. So again, if this is something you want, keep an eye out for it it might come back up for sale pretty soon. It's called the Campbell Castle, and it's in Wichita, Kansas, 1155 North River Boulevard. Guess what? It looks like a castle for very good reason. Apparently, there is a European castle in Wichita, Kansas. It has 16 beds, 16 baths, last on sale for $1.2 million, and has, quote, several ghosts. Now, some of the property's most, quote, fascinating features include a 300-year-old grand staircase, German stained glass, Spanish lamps of some kind, an arched dining room window, which was imported from England. You know, the best arched dining room windows are all from England, so good on them there. Um, and, but this is supposedly, this is supposedly where the ghosts came from. The legend is 
that some of the stuff brought over from Europe for this castle was already haunted. And as soon as they were putting it in the castle, strange things started happening almost immediately. I'm talking the usual shadows, cold spots, footsteps, unexplained loud noises, whispers. All of this await you in this house when it goes back up on sale. So, I'm sorry, listeners, you can't buy a $1.2 million castle in the middle of Wichita, Kansas. You're going to have to wait for that one, but it's still out there. You just got to wait. So, there you have it. This is the first active real estate paranormal podcast episode ever. Probably. I didn't really check. So, I'm just going to say, yep, it is the first active real estate paranormal podcast episode ever. So congratulations to you guys for listening to the very first Real Estate Paranormal Podcast episode ever. Now, if you have money burning a hole in your bank account, you're looking for a haunted house or three, please buy one of these. Make sure you tell the real estate agent you heard it here on Paranormal Almanac and also tell the real estate agent to give me a cut of the commission. I'm doing all the hard work for her. Zach Baggins, you tend to buy a bunch of haunted shit. Here you go. I don't know how many listings. I'll say 10. Here is a bunch of listings of haunted shit that you could buy right now. Go at it. Have fun. Buy them all. Now, I hope you guys like this odd little episode. And and I guess if you didn't, too bad. It's over now. So, you know, stop complaining. You made it to the end. Why would you wait till the very end to say, I didn't like this episode? If you thought it was going to get better after the first two houses... You know, that's all it was. It's just houses that were haunted that are still for sale. But let me ask you guys this question. Would you buy a house knowing it's haunted? Not rumored, but actually knowing it's haunted. Knowing that the owners that have been there throughout the years have seen ghosts and seen ghosts recently and often. Would you buy one of these houses? Does that sound something does that sound like something that anybody should buy? Do you think these owners are smart by divulging this? I know that it's getting to that point where you have to divulge if someone died in your house, but I don't think it's from the beginning of time. I think it's only in the past like 50 years or something. I don't think you legally have to tell someone if the house is haunted. So do you think it's helping or hindering these houses being up for sale with the listing that they're haunted right there on the Zillow listing? Now, let me ask you this. Would you try and get rid of the ghost if you did buy one of these houses? Or would you just live in harmony with them like in Beetlejuice? Could you live with a ghost knowing that that ghost has been there forever, that basically you're the intruder? It's not them that's the intruder, it's you. Could you live in one of these houses with a ghost roommate? Would that be something you're interested in? Well... Once again, I have been your real estate ghost host, Kurt Sandvig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. Yeah, yeah, it's not a head for me, Louis. It's not a head for me, Louis. It's not a head for me, Louis.
Ich nicht sehen, aber ich habe mir erst einmal gesagt, wo ich stehe, wo ich stehe.